Welcome to Let Go Lean In, a podcast of resources for your journey of transformation. What kind of transformation? The wholehearted kind, personal, professional, and spiritual. Each week, you'll hear different transforming practices to help you on your journey of becoming more fully you. We'll hear from others about their own journeys, learning to let go of habits and patterns that no longer serve them, and how they're practicing leaning forward to the wise woman God has designed. I'll occasionally include a book recommendation because, well, that's part of how I'm wired. I love ideas and encouraging others to learn and grow. Thanks for being here. Well, welcome to the third birthday, uh, first interview for Let Go Lean In podcast, which is actually kind of historically the first interview. Dominica, I can't even believe it's been three years already. And yeah, anyway, (laughs) thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for inviting me to be back on your show. It's just amazing how far this podcast has come. And I'm so excited and just proud of you and all the work that you put into this podcast. You know, this, you are such a cheerleader for the people that you work with. And I have been privileged to work with you. And so Mm -hmm. to hear you just keep doing that is like, yes. But in case any of you have not heard Dominica's voice before. There are a couple of episode numbers, which I should have researched and put in here in the verbal part of this, but I will put it in our show notes. So you can go back and really see how far Dominica has come in her Mm -hmm. own transformational leadership, which is super cool. And we're going to talk about that. So before we get into our conversation, I want to share with you listeners Dominica's most updated bio, which is on YouTube, where you can find her having two different podcast regular interview situations. So here we go. Dominica, my goodness. And I never, I'm going to do my very best. Lumazar. Yes? Yes. Okay. I should always (laughs) ask again, but I'm always calling you Dominica. So (laughs) you're like Beyonce, you know, (laughs) one name. (laughs) My, that is the ultimate compliment. My goodness. You know, queen bee, (laughs) queen of business. This all works. (laughs) All right. In all seriousness, Dominica Lumazar is a number one international best-selling author and a nationally recognized business growth expert. Dominica is a certified executive coach with a proven track record of helping businesses of all sizes achieve their goals. Yes, indeed. (laughs) With over 10 years of experience in the industry, she has developed a deep understanding of what it takes to scale a business and drive revenue growth. Over the course of her career, Dominica has helped hundreds of businesses achieve explosive growth and transform into industry leaders. Her contributions have been recognized by her peers globally and is widely regarded as a thought leader in the field of business growth. Dominica is also podcast host for her top 1% globally ranked podcasts, The Tuesday Tea with Sweet D where she interviews small business owners on their business growth success, as well as Big Picture Business Podcast that she co-hosts with Rory Carruthers. So 
there you go. Now you know some of who this wonderful human is, but we're going to get down into the nitty gritty about leadership because that's what I'm all about. Yeah. And, you know, you really have, I mean, I joked and kind of, you know, laughed it off, but you really have supported who I am as a business owner, not only technically and with your team, but just by the way that you encourage. And I really have been, you know, nailing, niching, whatever you want to say, drilling down into what it is that I want this podcast to be about for the benefit of others, because I don't want to do anything unless it benefits others somehow. And that's just how I'm wired, not saying that's how everybody has to do stuff, but specifically around leadership. And, and so I kind of pulled out some of my studies and research and, and looked at values and I'll I'll list these values, listener, in our show notes, because I'm going to refer to them throughout this season. But there are about a dozen researched, validated values that are attributed to leadership. And so ahead of time, I sent Dominica this list and said, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, you can't have all 12, but yes, you probably do. But we're going to talk about one and I don't know which one she's going to talk about. So here we go. Which leadership value stood out to you and kind of helps you on the regular stay on your path? So first of all, I love that you sent this ahead of time because, and like I mentioned before you hit record, it was an opportunity for me to really take a trip down memory lane just thinking about where I started from with my marketing agency to what I'm doing now with the more uh, you know, hyper-focused on the coaching aspect of my business. And when I really think about that journey, the at the top of the list of all the different all the different values that you sent me, the number one that just stood out so just glaring, just there it was, was empathy. Mm. And um not only empathy for my clients, or my team, uh, but empathy for myself as well in mm. business. So I could really dive deeper into that, but it was empathy to answer your yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I do want you to dive deeper into that because empathy can be a strength and it can also sometimes get in the way in, in the times when we have to make a hard decision or have a hard conversation. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about why empathy is is that top value for you, which is awesome, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, for me, I have to really be clear about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Mm. Two very, very different things. Um, and I find that sometimes they can get a little bit confused with one another, especially with my own emotions around whatever the situation that's being presented to me. Yeah. When I think about COVID as an example, mm. during that time, during that season, for all of us, as a business owner, I had to be extraordinarily empathetic toward the business owners that couldn't pay me for my services, yet knowing that we needed to keep going, needed to keep providing these services, needed to keep the consulting and the coaching going so that their businesses could stay afloat. And so I had to... Uh, 
turn to my team and ask them what they wanted to do. And they had great empathy towards our mm -hmm. clients. They had great empathy for one another, knowing that, hey, things are a little bit slim here monetarily, but we're all going to get through it together. So just because certain situations present themselves in my business, it doesn't mean I have to like the situation, mm -hmm. but I can be empathetic toward it. I don't like it when someone doesn't pay me on time. I don't like it when, you know, one of my employees doesn't show up on time, but I can be empathetic because I'm a human and I, mm -hmm. I, I go through similar things as well. Sure. I'm late to things. Sure. Maybe I missed a bill, whatever it might be. So it was not always this way. Lisa. Mm -hmm. I think I may have shared this with you before where my mindset uh, early on in my entrepreneurial journey was very just dry. It was very mm -hmm. dry and I didn't have a lot of empathy or sympathy and I just wanted it done and whatever. I never asked my employees when their birthday was, let alone how are you? So mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. company culture as a whole has come so far. Now we celebrate all the wins. I know when my employees' kids' birthdays are, right? There's so many different ways um, that we celebrate now uh, within my company. And a lot of that stems from being empathetic. Mm. Uh, and again, I think this is an important point that I don't have to like a situation, but knowing that I can be empathetic and setting up the clear communication to where I'm going to be empathetic towards my team and the people who hire me. And in turn, I don't have a lot of expectation, but I do set that up to appreciate when in turn they can be empathetic towards me mm. if perhaps we meet, we don't miss a debt, excuse me, perhaps we miss a deadline or whatever it might be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think you've, you've said some very rich things that I would love to kind of like hone in on a little bit for you, the listener, because empathy being one of the leadership values is also considered a soft skill and soft skills are those intangibles that organizations are finding are so necessary. High emotional intelligence, empathy is the leader on the list of emotional intelligence. But the the really key factor, and you illustrated it in talking about how your your entrepreneurial journey has has expanded, you don't have empathy just born with it. You mm -hmm. develop empathy. You learn how to be empathetic often because you didn't receive it yourself and you missed it and you noticed it and you said, huh, I don't want to be that kind of leader or person or whatever. Yeah. And so as a, as a transformational leader, you see yourself and say, this is an area, a growth opportunity. I'm going to lean into that and I'm going to develop this as a value of mine. So it, this, I mean, here you are, leadership 101. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah, right. no, it's very good. And, and it's something that we can all kind of evaluate for ourselves. What, what are the things that I already have as a strong suit and where are growth opportunities? And that's my big hope with this podcast is that as, as women listen, they can start to recognize, oh yeah, I, I have a lot of these things in place. I want to lean in and learn how to grow this skill. 
Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's beautiful. And you do that for your people as well. And that's the crucial piece as a leader. It's not just about us. It's about those that we're we're leading and developing them as well. When you think about that, regarding that value in particular, have you had to have conversations with younger team members who haven't necessarily developed that empathy yet? Yes. No, name no names, please. I will not. No, no. <laughs> Confidence always. Yes, I, yes. I have found that more recently I'm having that discussion or needing to have that conversation more openly. I'm not singling a person out or, you know, making a separate appointment to chat with them. It's more a community feel uh, and and making sure that we're all being given the right tools, myself mm-hmm. included, call in the expert. Let's have a conversation about this. Uh-huh. I have found that the more I offer inclusive um, engagements in that way, it just makes for a healthier company culture overall. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, talking about being a cheerleader, you were such, such a pivotal person in, I mean, you you are now, but from, from the leadership perspective, the transformational leadership perspective, for me to gather the right resources and tools, the Enneagram being one of them, to help my team understand each other. Mm. That was such an incredible turning point in my business for my team. They all took the Enneagram. Then we all came together to talk about the results. And it it allowed and afforded my team the time to really get to know each other on a different level. Mm. Uh, And that has been just very instrumental in the overall, not only health of what it is that we do, but just the inner workings, the the personal relationships, uh, and just knowing how we all learn. Um, we don't have to know every in and out, obviously, about the way right. that it works, but just in a big picture oversight, being able to understand like, hey, that team lead is an eight. I'm an eight. I understand what that looks like, right? Yes. So it's just making it's making connections. And so having more data, um, data-driven and with my team and myself being rather in, uh, analytical in, in our field, it helps to have that information. So assessments like the Enneagram is so helpful in my business. I love that. Boy, you teed that up so nicely for more <laughs> information. I I love when what I believe in comes to life in another person and then an organization. It's like the idea of a, a pebble in the pond and the ripples that go out. The, the Enneagram is an excellent tool for every reason that you listed. And I'm excited for your organization because that knowing each other, back to the idea of empathy, knowing each other and how you see and how you interact can give you compassion slash empathy where you wouldn't have necessarily had the information that would help you in that way. So it's a it's an external tool that really kind of gives us an internal perspective. And yeah. So exactly. And it's fun. It's a great team builder. You know, there's so many fun elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good. And, and kind of in the opposite realm than fun and, and all the, you know, upside of growth and development. I, I know that leadership is challenging Mm -hmm. and 
it would I would be remiss in not bringing an opportunity to the forefront for for people to learn from. But when you think about struggle and mm-hmm. times in in your life, you know, it's, we all have them, different reasons and different lengths of time and things like that. But when you look back over your leadership journey, what do you know now? about a particular struggle that when you were in the midst of it, you were perhaps ready to, you know, throw in the towel or did throw up your hands or melted into a puddle of tears, What, whatever. I mean, struggle is hard when you're in it, yeah. but can be beneficial in retrospect. So any thoughts around that? around specifically like a, a time when I had some struggle and like lesson learned from that or what, what's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to get too granular, but okay. yes, the, yeah. the role of struggle in leadership more globally. So however think, you want to approach that, cause that's a couple of different types of questions and yeah, and both yeah. are valid. You know, I think that it's so important to have struggle in leadership. I mm-hmm. think that I wouldn't be the leader that I am today without struggling uh, to a degree. I many times, especially early on, I I didn't see the opportunity for growth inside the struggle. And Mm. that's something that I look back on that go, you know, I think to myself, gosh, that was an opportunity missed, but perhaps not. Perhaps I had to sit in that struggle for a little while and go, huh, okay, well, that just was an unfortunate situation. But now that I've gotten a few years under my belt and more certifications and uh, gotten myself much more educated in this space, in the leadership space, um, I just find that anytime there is a hardship in the leadership role, mm-hmm. I just take a deep breath and go, okay, what's the lesson here? Because there, for me, there usually is some lesson going on, whether that's, whoa, I need to take a mental health day, or mm-hmm. maybe we need to hire some more help. Right now, you might hear my kids screaming with joy, you know, as we're recording this podcast, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different elements, especially I'm a, you know, I'm a mom of two. Um, And so there's so many different ways to come through struggle in leadership. Mm. And I have found that as long as I am transparent about what's happening, not Mm. like you said, not going super like granular on, you know, maybe, um, too many personal details, but just being clear about, hey, there's a struggle happening here. And can we find the right tools to work through this as a team? Or is it really something that I just need to handle and then figure out how to provide the time to do that? Mm. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many different elements to this, but I, I would say that overall struggle is not negative. I don't view mm. it as, as a negative element in my business or personally. It is what it is. If everything was just, you know, butterfly rainbows and lollipops all day long, then when do we identify when things are really great, right? If it's just great all the time. But so I I appreciate some struggle. And, um, you know, in turn, when my team is struggling, we identify it and we take care of it as Mm. a team. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I'm this oh so great leader 100% of the time I fail a lot but my my huge <laughs> what what I champion my clients to do as well as myself is just if we're going to fail and fail fast and fail forward keep moving forward don't stay stuck in that struggle in the failure whatever might be going on mm-hmm. and just go okay let's let's keep keep going there's so many different um entrepreneurs business owners out there 
that I know that had they had that sort of mindset of just, hey, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to learn. Let's keep going. They would still be in business to this day. There's so Mm -hmm. many wonderful leaders that just threw in the towel because of the struggle. And I feel like it's such a key component for the long haul that if we accept it, it's going to be okay. Just, just pivot. Let's pivot and move forward. So I hope that answers. Hope that answers the question. So well said, especially that struggle is normal in every organization, in every business, in human relationship, struggle is normal. And, and I loved, you know, I immediately saw rainbows and lollipops and butterflies in my head because, because I'm, you know, imaginative that way. But, but the thing that stands out to me is, is the truth about the benefit of struggle. And, you know, there's, I, I should research and, and I will and put it in the show notes, but the quote that without the storm there would be no growth. Yeah. That's it. If we didn't have rain and and things like that, the the flowers wouldn't be growing for the butterflies to fly around and we'd never see a rainbow. So they have to happen in order for us to continue to move forward. You said that so beautifully and I really appreciate that. And mm-hmm. and speaking of moving forward, this is, you know, kind of my my third and final question which borrowing from other podcasters whom I listen to on the regular, the idea that there is something that keeps you moving forward that keeps keeps you on the up and up an aspect of what you're doing in your life. And it can be something super silly. It could be something really serious, you know, whatever, no answer is, is wrong, but what does keep you motivated in your regular day-to-day existence? Hmm. Well, it's twofold for me. One is every day when I get my girls up, and I just see their sweet faces. It's yeah. that is my motivation for everything that I do. It really is. Just there's there's my girls, here's my sweet family. And I'm fortunate enough that I get to work from home and keep doing what I'm doing. And so that's a major factor for me. But the other side of it is, you know, my obviously my clients, right? When I see them go through the coaching process, we get through like maybe the third session and they have their big aha moment or my mar- my marketing clients where all of a sudden they went from fearing marketing to loving the strategy sessions. It's such a unique and exciting position for me to be in, to be the cheerleader, to, yeah. um, to want constantly to learn new things, to inspire and empower and equip my clients with the right tools that they need to be better for themselves. And to me, that is so purpose-driven. I just get so, my cup is just so full, right? Every time. And even in just like the first session with a client where I'm doing a discovery and I get to really hear what's on their heart and and learn more about what they actually want to accomplish, what their short-term goals or long-term goals are. And just to know that I can absolutely be of service, that is so huge. And I just love every aspect of that. So that's a major motivator, just knowing that I do have a lot of knowledge that I just really want to share. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a God-given gift. And I'm so blessed. I have just an overwhelmingly just an, just an abundance of blessings, so many blessings. And I just want to share it. <laughs> I don't feel like, like if I, 
if I have all this knowledge, I just want to keep sharing it, you know, and it's, it's not worth having it if I can't do that. So that's, that's the motivation, just continuing to help people. Just, just how you started this episode of you saying that that's what you want to do. You want to educate and help and, and help people grow and transform. And yeah, we're in the same business. (laughs) That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think to the, the profession, the credit of the profession of coaching, I think that you will find most coaches are there not to tell you what to do, but to help you discover what's really in you that needs to be amplified. And, and you've done that so well for me personally, and I know that you continue to do that for others. And I'm just grateful that you'd be willing to kind of share these nuggets with people. And, and as you're listening to this, you definitely want to reach out to Dominica to work with her. So I'll have all of those pieces of data, her podcasts, and how to get in touch with her in the show notes. But Dominica, you're a gem. You continue to be. I'm excited that we're still in one another's lives, not just this podcast interview. And so that, for me, is very motivational. Uh, so Same for me. <laughs> Same for me. You know, I just... I adore you, Lisa. So thank you. It's an honor to come back on your show. And I just, I love everything that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you for the third time, you know, third know. year. this is your third time you get, you know, if I'm going to be like uh, SNL, I'm going to have to get a green jacket and give it to you. <laughs> Can't wait. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you for tuning in this time. Although tuning is so such a silly thing, but we say that even though there's no dial anymore, you just press a button and then it downloads and here you are. Anyway, thanks for being here to hear this wonderful conversation with my friend Dominica. Bye, you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let Go Lean In podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen and engage with the thoughts that come out of my head and into this microphone, as well as listening to conversations that I'm privileged to have with other amazing people who are doing great work in the world. I would really appreciate you sharing this episode or other episodes of Let Go Lean In podcast with people who you think would benefit from the information that is being shared here. Also, it's always a great help to others by liking and subscribing to the podcast so that the SEO goes up and Apple Podcast and where you listen to podcasts will show the podcast as interesting and available. So please help us out to get the word out by liking and subscribing and coming back next week. Thanks for being here.